Low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestle Mania. Alongside for the ride is JC. JC, we're in this weird week. We've we've gone through Vengeance Day. We are now ready for your favorite chamber. Uh, it's it's a weird week. We're going to talk about the Big V momentarily, Nestle Mania, because honestly, with this week of wrestling, it was NXT TakeOver, and everything else was below the equator. Not great, Bob. So we will get there, but as you mentioned, we do have the Elimination Chamber at the end. We now have two chamber matches. With super high stakes for WrestleMania. So we got a lot to get to. But WrestleMania, I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. I had a great Vengeance Day. But it was all about the giant V. And you were shitting on Vengeance. And I was standing tall for Vengeance. When I saw that big V, I was very excited. The big V. That, so, the I, big you're, V. You're, so look, it is, a, it is a set design. It's a thing. So I will allow it. It wasn't a giant X. So that's good. <laughs> Yeah, we upgraded from X to Z. That's fine. Uh, no, look, I, the, the set was cool. I mean, like, honestly, we would have all probably wanted St. Valentine's Day Massacre, but we all know that probably PC-wise they can't do that anymore, and that's a, it is what it is. But the, it, did, it did look different. It did look cool. I, uh, one thing I did pop for, and this is, like, super minimal, but, like, I love this stuff, and I wish they did more of it, and it probably only works in NXT because NXT seems to have that flexibility. The small, like, the, the ramp that's the size of the apron that goes all the way back to the stage for WCW today's. Like, I love that stuff. Like, there's so many little things you can do, like have a running start and go back into the ring or out of the ring that they use during the matches. And it's just, it becomes a part of the, the wrestling in a different way, the set design. So I was very excited. I thought it was weird that they had, like, a shiny platform, like, slippery. I thought it would be just, like, the carpet. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. It's fine. I'm, I'm sure the only reason that was there was so that Shotzi could actually drive her tank. But I think so, yeah. But it, but it, but it worked. <laughs> it was fine, and so I was excited to see that because I, I wish they do that more. Because honestly, it makes it look cool, makes it look different, and, and makes me feel like I'm watching a different product than Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, and I feel like NXT has been good at that with all their specialty events. They've had specialty sets, and you know, this honestly, WrestleMania, I thought it was a fantastic card. Um, it didn't really have a major weakness. If anything, the first match was probably the worst match of the night, but it wasn't a bad match. It just was a little sloppy, but uh, it resulted in Dakota Kai. And your girl, Raquel Gonzalez, winning the first ever women's Dusty Cup. You know what's funny? I just, there's something weird about this match when I watched it. I, I obviously enjoy everybody involved. It's just, when I was watching it, there was this, there was this weird part in the match. And I'm, and again, I'm, I'm being super critical because this was still a very good match. Uh, I was watching it and it almost felt as if uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart decided they were going to be the heels. And like broke up, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they broke up pinfalls, and they like got in the way of things that normal baby faces wouldn't do. So I was just kind of sitting there being like, "Well, that's bizarre," because normally they're so like gung ho, we're gonna kick ass, and it was just like they got seventy probably percent of the offense in, which is normally what a a heel team does. 
But they were clearly the baby faces, so it was just odd to me. And again, maybe it's just somebody needs to explain it to me a different way, and I'll be like, oh, okay, like, I'll buy that. But when I was watching it by myself, it's hard to have that dialogue. At least when I'm with my friends, they can talk me into like why that made sense, and I'm okay. But it was odd. The only thing that I could think of for that is maybe it's because they were building towards Raquel getting in there. Like Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, just like get the big baby face on the apron. This one, it was get Raquel in because she. this was kind of like a showcase, I think, to elevate her. So we could get to her and EO like, sooner. I'm assuming that'll be the... WrestleMania weekend or whenever the takeover is type match. So I think they really wanted to build to her and get you excited about her, even though she is a heel. And I think we'll get that appetizer even more when they get their women's tag team title championship. Um, especially since like you're going to have her and Nia Jax going head to head two of the bigger women in the company. So um, that's the only really thing that I could think of. Cause I definitely noticed it too. It was odd. Because Moon and Shotzi are two of the more popular women on the roster. Like, they're they're babies of all baby faces. So, it was interesting. But like you said, it was. It was a fine match. Uh, but when you compare it to the rest of this card, like, it doesn't really compare. Yeah, it didn't. didn't but, I, again, I, the other thing, too, that was odd, and, and it was cool. It was a different presentation. Obviously, they did it because of the Capitol Wrestling Center. But it was almost like I was frightened for everybody that won a trophy. Like, the pyro got awfully close to William <laughs> Regal and MSK and, like, uh, you know, the girls that won. And just, like, I was just, like... It's a cool presentation, but, like, did anybody think about the amount of people that were going to be on stage? You know, but, like, it, it you know. I, of course I'm, they did, silly. Because they're going to get fire code regulations and all sorts of crazy shit for that. It is Florida, but they do still have fire code regulations. People in Florida. I, I would say Florida has more live free or die than New, New Hampshire. That's how I feel about Florida. Like, Florida yeah, is the they, most yeah, they free. They certainly the past year have taken the mantle of it feels like an entire entirely different world down in florida than what the rest of us have experienced freedom so. florida that's what it is folks yeah but you know it's just yeah it, again you said it all in, in a perfect bow but i just wanted to s- see how you feel about this so they have the women's tag team championship shot do, yep. you, do you think that there's a possibility that maybe night one of wrestlemania raquel gets the tag shot and then night two she goes up against EO because I don't even know if the the women's championship I, will see, be I, defended. We gotta. I don't know what NXT is doing in terms of a pay per view around that time. Um, the only way I could see an NXT match on the main card as of now, maybe they do because they want to beef it up because it's two nights. But if for some reason Edge did choose Balor, like I think that would definitely be on Mania. Um, but besides that, I feel like if they're doing their own thing, they'll want Raquel and EO on that. Yeah. But I could definitely see they're doing double duty. Like I don't know. Is this match coming at like a fast lane? Is it coming sooner rather than later, or is it something where they are going to pick their spot and wait till WrestleMania? Because I, when I was, I've been kind of like, you know, we're at that time of year now where you're trying to like think about the WrestleMania card. Obviously, there's they've made a bunch of tag teams on the main roster now for the women, so it's screaming multi-woman tag woman match at WrestleMania to try to get everyone involved. Because literally everyone who's not involved in the title picture, even some that are, are in like pseudo tag teams right now. So I don't know if that's what they're saving, but this obviously would be a spot where. You could highlight Shania Payne versus these two and have two teams that have gelled together and make it feel like a big match. I just think it might be coming sooner than that, and I maybe they win. I think it would be cool. Maybe Raquel becomes a double champion. That would be cool. I just, you know, it's hard because I watch Raw, SmackDown, and sometimes NXT when you know TJ tells me to, obviously. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but no, it's hard because like you look at the set of what they're doing, and it's just like. 
the women's tag team championships don't mean as much. Not no tag team really matters in any show at this point. It feels like unfortunately yeah. we go through these dips and valleys where they remember they have you know certain great tag teams and stuff. So that's why I was excited for like the Dusty Classic because at least yes. the people that won, I was like, okay, these are real tag teams. These are real things that I, I would be excited about. Um, but yeah, I just. I'm hoping that the that Raquel and Dakota win those tag belts because on NXT Championship Wrestling, like like sorry, I don't know why I called it that, but NXT is a championship style of like what they do is like so much more confined and so much better. Like to have somebody come down to NXT to try to get the championships back to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown is better to me instead of saying like this these championships go to all three brands and then ignoring NXT the whole time just really makes me angry. It would be nice to have those championships. They might have some luster if they stay in NXT for a little bit. You know, they might actually b- yeah. benefit from it. I agree because NXT definitely it, it is. You feel the divisions more in NXT. You feel like the race for gold more in NXT because it's it's like yes, they have really good storylines, but like Raw and SmackDown really gets in with the Gaga, especially Raw. Whereas NXT, it's like we have set divisions. Everyone wants these championships. There's clear cut matchups. There's a clear cut list of contenders. So it does do a good job. And speaking of, we're gonna move on to the first championship match on the card and that was the north american championship i heard people call this a dream match i mean maybe a dream match for me when i'm in my sleeping bag but that's about it johnny gargano versus kushida i think gargano's been on a roll the last couple weeks i think he had his best segment ever uh recently on nxt um which was uh leading up to this match but this was a long match and i will say the first five minutes ten minutes whatever it was i was like i hate this because it came out and they were going like submissions where i know everyone like the wrestling, like a lot of wrestling purists get their boners up. Like, oh my God, the grappling. It's like, yeah, like I, I appreciate that. But it's just like, this is why I call Kushida boring is because that's his thing. But I will say, Nestlemania, the second half of this match was super hot fire. The human sleeping bag. I will not call him that the rest of the show because I thought he had a great show. Kushida was phenomenal in the second half of this match. He was flying around. He was doing things that I've never seen him do. And if he did more of this, Maybe I'd like him a little more. I thought this match was great. I really thought this was going to be his moment, but it did end up being a Johnny Gargano win. But I will say, like, this wasn't a match of the year thing like TJ wanted it to be because I think the beginning ruined it. But the second half of this match was awesome, and I enjoyed it. I'm not going to focus so much on the match because, again, you kind of hit everything that I would probably say about Johnny Gargano and and Kushida. But the one thing I wanted to focus on that I really enjoyed was the fact that, like, so he starts walking, and then Austin Theory gets yanked by... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Loomis, which I was like, okay, Loomis, I, I'll buy that. And then, like, they didn't notice it till the high five thing. Like, I just, and then they started scurrying around and getting upset. And then, of course, everybody leaves. So he's to face Kushida one on one, which was a nice way of doing it instead of just being yes. like, go, I get at this kind of thing. So I don't know what's going to happen. Is Loomis going to end up being against Gargano? Because Gargano, here's the thing that I, and this is why I was picking the predictions in my head. I can't foresee Johnny Gargano losing that championship. Like, relatively soon, I can see him losing it eventually, but not right now, because all I could think about was, what else is he going to do? Like, right now, he's in a groove of what he's doing, and it's, like, the the, the point of where he can go. Here's where I come in with this, because I do think Loomis is the guy to beat him. I was uh, was early on Kushida, but obviously, I said last week in the predictions, I'm like, they might be saving it for Dexter Loomis, Um, but clearly, I think they are. Johnny Gargano, the gimmick that he has undertaken, what he has been doing the last couple months, especially the last couple weeks, can work on the main roster. Because it's that type of heel. Will he be high on the card? No. But if there was ever a time to move this, and maybe you move the whole faction, because 
We know Austin Theory is a guy they're trying to groom. They tried it already. It was a little too soon. Didn't work out. So they sent him back to NXT to get like a little more a little more rub on his character and stuff. And I think he's done great in this like sidekick role for Johnny. Is that I think the goal is to get him back to the main roster. Uh Indy Hartwell, I don't know. I haven't seen enough for her to know, but I think Candace would be fine on the main roster. So I think for me, if he does lose this, I think it is possible. Maybe they don't want to go to the main roster. Maybe they're gonna stay at NXT for life. Like them, Ciampa and Undisputed Era. Who knows? They might. But I think with the gimmick that Gargano has now, with the sniveling shit heel and the entertainment value he has been bringing to these segments, I think can work in the main roster. And if he does lose to Loomis, I could see a call-up in his future. Yeah, okay. That's just what I think. Yeah, listen, I usually give a hard time to Johnny Gargano, especially because our boy TJ is such a hunk. Same. But, but he's I, obviously great. But again, if you really want to talk NXT, make sure to go to jobberknocker.com and check out all of TJ's articles for NXT H and every week. And also, we are kind of burying the lead here 11 minutes in uh, or 12 minutes in. It's uh, the, the boys, the Brothers Quinn, did a great job in the NXT uh, Hangover special. It's uh, up on the Jobberknocker YouTube. They did a great job there breaking everything down, probably better than we could because they're, you know, oh, looking, absolutely. They, 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 they live for this stuff. Uh, and they have that that brother connection. So make sure to go check that on, on the, the Jabberknocker YouTube. Let's get through the rest of NXT. Next up, you want to talk about a match of the year candidate? Well, WrestleMania, this is my current leader, MSK and the grizzled young veterans. I mean, I was, the boners for this match went through the roof once we had, once we had the matchup. So I'm like, this match, these two teams could go out there and have their worst match, and it would be better than most people's best match. And I just like their styles mesh so perfectly because MSK, those these high flying baby faces who do these athletic feats, were just like, whoa, where the grizzled young veterans they can do that stuff too, but they're that grit, that grind. And man, when Zach Gibson, when he walks through the curtain with that mic in his hand, there is nobody, nobody on any roster anywhere that gets me more hyped and ready and makes you feel something immediately the second his mouth opens. His heel promos, when he walks to the match, like, are phenomenal. Like, that's, no one else is doing what he's doing right now, and he's been doing it pretty much since this team has been a thing back in NXT UK, and it still works because he, he's just, he is such a fucking asshole, and he is annoying, and you're supposed to hate him, and most people do as they should, and man, but the thing, the difference for me with them, because a lot of people can talk, but like these, this is the double-edged sword because, man, those guys can go. In this match, I'm going to watch it again and again and again because WrestleMania, this was porn. If you like wrestling and tag team, this is porn. Like, you just sit there. You're, like, you're, just, you're just watching, man. It's just there's nothing else I'd rather watch than this. Yeah, I mean, tag team wrestling, when it's good, it's better than anything else. That's really what it comes Agreed. down to. You know, but and when it's not, it's not. And we've we've got been accustomed to that. So. Uh, you know, when I, I, I popped very much for the uh, the suicide LOD doomsday device thing that they did, that, that mm. was great. Uh, MSK, the one caveat I will say about MSK, and you're going to think, you know, they're, they're brand new. They're the shiny new toy and everything like that. What I was curious about is, and they have a moveset, which I, I'm very happy they have a moveset, but I'm thank God they were wrestling the veterans who could pick apart what they did well and put it in the right places. I am slightly interested to see how msk does going forward if their matches become very similar or if they find a way to do it differently each and every time that's all i'm curious on it's not really a nitpicky comment it's just that i've started to watch and go okay i can expect that there i can expect that there so when i'm watching it i'm thinking okay here comes the pushback backflip spot like all that stuff like they do it great I just, I'm curious, like, and again, obviously John Cena, Bret Hart have all the five moves of doom, so who am I? But baby faces have moves. Um, but I'm curious your take on it because obviously they feel very highly about these guys. So 
They should. They honestly, because I didn't know what to expect when they came in. Like, obviously, they're uh, formerly of the Rascals, um, and then we like you knew they were you knew they were talented, but it was just to see them get this kind of push so immediately in NXT. It totally was like okay, Hunter and all the decision makers down there, they 100% believe in these guys, and I'm like okay, now I got to see it. I got to see it because you don't know what to expect. Like I have seen little pieces of them. Like when I dabble in impact now and then, obviously we had our boy, Dommy feds on jobberknocker.com. You always got to do that for the impact. He knows these guys better than anyone. And so I knew like that, you know, there was, there was definitely like bar to be set. They had to reach. And to me, every time I've watched them, they've exceeded it. Yes. They are the new shiny toy. Yes. These things are doing like, could they get repetitive? Of course. But when you look at wrestling, especially baby faces in general, like you mentioned there, you're going to have those types of things where it's like, okay, like, I want to see this move. Like, this is their move. Like, comes out, Street Profits have their stick. Like, all all the great tag teams or single wrestling baby faces, it's there. But I do agree, like, as they continue to evolve, I want to see what nuances they add. And I think these guys are so athletic and high-flying that that'll happen naturally. Um, I think it's easy to compare, like, the type of, like, a guy like Ricochet where it's like, yeah, he has the stuff that I come to expect with him, but there's always every now and then where my jaw just drops because it's just – it finds a way to be a little different. So um, I think that they're going to be fine. And I look forward to what they continue to do. I believe they also get a tag team opportunity, which will be against Oni and Birch. So that'll be a nice clash of styles, I think, as well. So I'm looking forward to that. But I definitely want to see them in the Grizzly Gun Veterans fight again. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yes. I think it's now time to get to that triple threat, baby. Yes, the triple threat women's match. This is another solid. Like, you talk about the people who left it all on the line of the night, it might've been this match. And they had the one table spot, which was fucking hilarious. Tony Storm's clearing the table. And like, as she's clearing it, Vic like touches the table. The thing just collapses. She scared but, it. Like, she scared were... it is what the internet. Exactly. Said. I mean, if Tony Storm touched me, I'd probably collapse too. Uh, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that these women put it all out on the line. Was it my favorite match of the night? No, but I thought it worked. I thought Mercedes Martinez looked great in this match. It was a nice thing for her. But in the end, the person who was supposed to win, the top woman in NXT, EO, did win. And now I think she maybe she has a short-term program with Tony, but it sure feels like we are on a collision course for EO and Raquel, and I think that's exciting. I did appreciate the scaffold jump. I thought that was awesome. Although yes. at the end of the match, it, was, it felt like a train wreck, especially where the knees got up and, and Mercedes looked like she hurt her knee. And then, like, EO seemed like she was hurt too. Like, I'm sure they're all selling and stuff, but I'm sure this, they're going to have some aches and pains. Um, so it was just, it felt like a car wreck. Sometimes these things are, and sometimes they're meant to be that way, but I don't know. I was watching it going, I was really enjoying Tony. I was really enjoying EO. Mercedes just seemed to me like a little bit out of it for me. Like, and maybe I just don't know enough of, I mean, I know of enough of Mercedes because I've, I follow the independent circuit around this area, yeah. but it just felt as if it was like a shoehorn sometimes when she well, was doing Well, the feud stuff. felt like that with her because it was like EO Tony and Mercedes kind of thrust herself in there. Um, but I do think, do you think that obviously I think Mercedes can go with anyone, but I think like EO and Tony, they are two of the women that move at such a pace. It's kind of like a Sasha pace where it's like, it's hard to keep up with them, especially like Mercedes, like she can go, but it's just like these two go at such a speed that I think Mercedes just being bigger. It's sometimes like it can feel out of place, but that's why for me, I think she did a good job because you felt her power and her presence in there. So yeah, it wasn't sloppy at points. Absolutely. But I think with what these three women were laying on the line, like you're going to get that. It's like sometimes when you're watching, like I said, a Sasha match where she's going so balls to the wall, it's going to have to get sloppy because they're literally laying it out there and you're starting to get nervous. Like, oh, don't get hurt. But um, so, yeah, like, like I said, it wasn't my favorite match because I do think it was a little sloppy and there were definitely points that, you know, pulled you out of it for whatever reason. But 
I, it, I don't think it was for a lack no, of effort because no. these these women wanted to put on a show, and I think they did a good job. They did a great job, yeah. And so we're going to get right into the main event. I mean, Finn Balor versus Dunn. I mean, it was people wanted it. People wanted it badly. and I it, wanted it. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, people wanted it very badly. But I think here's the other thing, too, is like, is it overshadowed by what happened at the end? So, 100%. Okay. Um, but I will say this, watching this match, because I thought this match was awesome. Was it too long? Yes. I feel like that way about a lot of the NXT main events. Um, I do think they could definitely trim stuff off the front. I get why they don't because of the showcase. And these are two of like, this, these two, like Finn Balor on the little run of actually wrestling main event level matches right now is been very incredible. Like his matches with O'Reilly, his match with Cole. And now this one, like they are physical matches. Like he like, these guys, like, like, and Pete Dunne, we know he fights physical. Pete Dunne is one of the more physical guys out there, especially considering these two guys aren't big. But when you watch them, like, like Finn doesn't bring as much power, but you feel his power. Whereas Dunne, like, he seems like a power guy, even though he's probably freaking my height. But just like his moves, you, like, feel, like, the the violence of his of his style. And, like, this had literally everything you could have wanted from this match. I do think it was exciting. There's a lot of falsies, like they're always in in a lot of these matches. But yeah, you're 100% right. What happened at the end did overshadow it. But I think it was one of those things, like once this ended, it was like, okay, Finn's closing the book on someone again. Where do we go? Obviously, the two run out and attack him. And that forced the Undisputed Era to make the save. I do think the way they did it was awesome. Because we just assumed that we were just going to black. And when Finn was posing with them, like, oh my god, is it a new Balor Club? Is the Undisputed Era Finn, is it? But for me, the reason why I loved it so much is because Adam Cole, the past, like, eight to ten months has become such an afterthought because he allowed O'Reilly to come out and shine. We saw Finn come to the top of the card where Adam Cole was literally on top of NXT for, what, year and a half, two years, it felt like? And he took a step back and allowed other guys to shine. But for me, I think Adam Cole's the best one down there. I think he's one of the best in the biz, period. So for him to come out there and just super kick it and be like, "Uh uh-uh, motherfucker, I'm taking back my time, it got me excited as an Adam Cole fan. And then you got the little twist on top where he turned on O'Reilly and you're like, oh my God, they might actually break these guys up. I think it was just, NXT does this so well. They give you a fantastic show. Did they need this cherry on top? No. But they did it anyways because instead of just having you talk about how great the card was, they want you excited for what comes next. And they're telling you like, we're headed here now. You have to watch on Wednesday. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they definitely leave a cliffhanger, and I think almost like you expect it sometimes. It's like Marvel's, mm-hmm. you know, pit. You know, was it they say mid credit, you know, little post credit, post credit. Yeah. yeah, you know, they do it like somewhere. Uh, you almost expect the copyright killer kind of thing, like they said with the with Champa. The they just copyright killer. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think that's what they called them for a little bit on the internet. That's the copyright pretty good. killer. I like yeah, that. yeah. So I mean, like you just kind of have that copyright killer thing, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, you turn on somebody at the end of the night or something crazy happens. So when I saw that, I went, okay, cool. But here's here's my thought, right? In my opinion, in my opinion only, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are the only two people in Undisputed Era that I'd ever care about. Like, ever. Uh, no, I agree. So, Sadly, I agree. I like Bobby Fish as part of a tag team. Right. But, and then Roderick Strong, we both, like... I think we both respect what he does, but we don't get excited about it. Yeah, I mean, how many times can I see a backbreaker? I mean, you know, Jesus, it's like, you know, I just, he is the Messiah. I get it, but it's just like, the thing is, is he's probably a really nice guy and he's really good at his job. And and it's just, it's one of those, like he, he be, the reason the Undisputed Era worked was because they were like, Adam Cole had so much like charisma that it was just like, you can't deny it. He's just, whoever he brings, he makes better. And Kyle O'Reilly with his guitar, so like, and if you watch his promos, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a honk for that because like, 
his promos are he's hysteric. Good. Pete Dune, like he's all this always stuff. been very good. He's very, very talented, and like he just shines through. Now the other two could, but we don't see it, right? So he they go out of their way. So when Roddy I saw Roddy had this, his chance. Roddy had his chance. When I when I look at it, I go, okay, well, they're gonna make the divorce thing for you know Roddy to pick. I assume Fish will go eventually with you know O'Reilly. So it's just gonna be Adam Cole on his own. Like that's exactly what we're headed. Um, but it's just maybe maybe they try to patch things up, but I just. I think it's time for Adam Cole to kind of spread his wings and do his own thing because it's time. Like, and, and, you know, it, it's funny because there is such a logjam in NXT with these people that you named earlier that just don't want to leave. Unless there's going to be a second show that those guys are going to. I, I want, I uh, want, I've wanted the Undisputed Era up as a unit, but I do agree. I saw someone tweet this. And I agree with them because all good things must come to the end. Um, the Undisputed Era is going to, it's going to happen. They're breaking up at some point. We're seeing it now. Do you think NXT would do a better job with it? Or do you think the main roster? And I did do kind of agree. I do think NXT would do a better job. And that's why I'm excited for it. As much of it sucks because they're one of the best factions we've seen over the last five years. And in a long time, I think just their consistency, their level of work in the ring and outside of the ring and just period. But I do think if the way, the best story to tell is in NXT. But I do. Like I've said it over and over again. I want to see Adam Cole on the next stage with the top stars in WWE and the top stars in the business and the name brands that people know because Adam Cole is so freaking good across the board. The only thing that ever people can hold against him is his size, but we see it. The great ones, it doesn't matter how small they are, like the Daniel Bryans of the world, because you just stop caring because they're so good. And I think Adam Cole is that, but for him, I think to reach that's like that that platform that he can make it to, it has to be on the main roster in feuds with guys like Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, and Drew McIntyre, and even, like, like to book his way up through the Baron Corbins and those type of guys. It's like, I want to see it as a fan of him because I think he's so amazing. I think he's done everything he could do at NXT. You want to give one last gasp against Finn? Sure, it'll be a great match. I'll drink it in. But as an Adam Cole fan, I want to see him take that leap and go to the next level and see what he can do. Couldn't say it better myself. Let's move into the regular part of the show considering we're already very far well, honestly, this week, uh, there's a lot to talk about, but a lot of it's not good, so I think we can fly through a lot of it, honestly. All right, Phil, you want to go into the shine? Always in the shine, just like our girl Mandy Rose for the second week in a row. I am leading the show with one Roman Reigns, Adam Pierce, Paul Heyman, Elimination Chamber thing. They have been building to this. Obviously, the week before, all over social media, Roman was saying, you're making Drew defend in the chamber. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Well, Adam Pierce comes out on SmackDown, and is trying to announce an Elimination Chamber match for the Universal Championship. But Reigns and Heyman said, uh-uh, not today, bitch. Because it's going to be a number one contenders match. But that's what, it's not just a number one contenders match in WrestleMania for WrestleMania. It's a number one contenders match for that night. So, whoever wins that chamber has to fight Roman Reigns that night. This just, like, the way they're doing this storyline, it is working perfectly for the type of character Roman Reigns is. It's elevating him. It's elevating all these other guys. What have we talked about? The rise of Cesaro, Nakamura, Kevin Owens. Like, all these baby faces are getting so much rub off this big asshole in the way he it's being booked. It's, like, making all of them better, and it's just making, like, the aura of Roman Reigns even better and what it's building to. So I love this segment. I love all the segments that came with it. Um... And, you know, obviously, you know, quickly, Corbin and Sammy beat the Mysterios to get in. Brian Cesaro beat the Dirty Dogs and their horrible music to get in. KO and uh, Jay Uso were put in. So I think it's going to be a great match. But I thought this was the highlight of the week because I thought the story was told so well. 
I agree. I, I the one thing that we kind of had was a head scratcher there was like the having tag matches to qualify for a match, but it, you know it's a small two hour show. Yeah, two, they had to yeah. jam pack everything in there. Yep. The other thing that I thought was kind of uh, pretty cool was that it's not something specific, but it's it's more of an overarching theme. Is that there are enough people in that chamber to go? Oh, like they could go again with Kevin Owens. They could go with Cesaro. They could go with Daniel Bryan. So it's enough to be like, okay, those are the three guys you got to probably pick your horse on. And, you know, clearly they're going to get a one-off and that's it. And then, you know, something will happen for transpiring. But the more that I watched it, I went, okay, so clearly we're getting edge and reigns. And clearly now we're, we're on, it seems that we may be on the track for Mac Sheamus or Mac somebody else. Um, and so I don't necessarily feel like the Mac is getting some respect here, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, I think it's just, I mean, Rise just not as good of a show as we're going to get to. Where it's just like, also, it's like we've talked about this. It's like, Mac has been amazing, and he's the top baby face. But the problem is, like, Roman Reigns is the number one guy. And wherever he goes, like, his title's going to feel more important. And that's nothing against Mac. Because, like I said, I think Mac has exceeded all my expectations as a champion. But Roman Reigns is just, especially now that he ha- they have finally embraced him as a heel like he is the guy and everyone wants to beat him because he he just it is it just you feel it what else did you like this week well uh, i gotta say not a lot Uh, (laughs) that's really what what i wanted to get boiled down to i mean there's a lot of pierce on my television which clearly i do not like but that's neither here nor there um I will say I did appreciate the Big E Apollo stuff where it was like, mm-hmm. uh, I want a new challenge. Dude, go to the back of the line. Like, I appreciate the get out of the, out of my way, dude. Like, they put the mics down. They try to have a conversation. And then, of course, like, nothing matters because Apollo Crews got in the middle of the uh, Intercontinental Championship Open Challenge. Eh, it is what it is. But, you know, I was excited to be like, okay, Big E and Apollo – I guess it's, is a, where nice, we're it's a nice storyline on yeah. SmackDown for the middle of the card. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not going to entice me. It's not a full-fledged filet mignon, but it's something meaty and that I can chew on, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. I thought, besides the rest on SmackDown, I thought it was either just meh or not great, so I'm going to move to Raw, because the only thing, again, I enjoyed on Raw was the Miz TV stuff and everything that came with it, because I just think, when you let Miz, it's just like I said with Roman, when you just let him be him, it makes everyone else better. When you let Miz just be a cowardly fucking heel, like dipshit asshole. It works. And this fit the way his character was like the strategy. Obviously he's instigating McIntyre, which is great. I always enjoy Cause I think it makes McIntyre look better. Cause it lets you see his power. Um, but Miz withdrawing from the elimination chamber. I fucking love it. Cause know why it makes so much sense. If you're the Miz, why would I put myself in a match and get fucking killed by these guys in this what's supposed to be the most dangerous maniacal chamber of plastic ever. Like, why would I do that when I have this free get-out-of-jail-free card? When that match ends, whoever fucking survives is going to be a battered, bloody mess. I can walk out, skull-crushing finale their ass, maybe have Morrison kick him in the head, and become champion without having to go through that. And oh, by the way, moving forward, I'm not battered. But every single person who wants my championship then is battered. So my advantage continues. This is just, this is beautiful. I loved it. And I love the stuff, how you turn it into a little angle backstage. That's why I think this was the best part of Raw. Because you're looking at it. It's like they said all former WWE champions. Well, Kofi wasn't on that list originally. He should be mad. Guess what? He was. Him and The Miz, I think they have good chemistry in the ring. I always enjoy when they go back and forth because it just, I think New Day and The Miz, like their polar opposites work. So Kofi, once again, earns his way in and it screws The Miz. who was trying to get his buddy Morrison in there. I just thought it made sense throughout the whole night. And I enjoyed this stuff. 
I just wanted to put one certain caveat here, and I think you probably saw me put this on Twitter, but it, I think this is where I would have gone differently with this whole thing. I thought, again, it was a great segment. I thought The Miz did a great job with that. Having the backstage segment made sense with Pierce, although it was too much for me with the nauseating, like, he's there, he's there, he's there. But, you know, Kofi and Xavier and Miz talking and stuff, and they're like, he was an ECW champion of the world, world. Like, <laughs> so good. I just, I'm glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah, like, I just, I, we all chuckled up, but, like, it, it does count technically, I guess, in the realm of WWE. However, here's the thing that kind of, like, I would have preferred because I think, like, I think differently than most people, obviously, and sometimes it's a detriment and sometimes it's helpful, but... um. All I could think about was Kofi Kingston last, was it two years ago? So, so, so two years ago. He was in the same predicament, right? He got a chance to get into the, the Elimination Chamber. He didn't win, but then be, Kofi Mania just became a wave of popularity and the whole thing and all that stuff. And then, of course, he cashed in at his you know biggest height that he could be to be the champion, which was awesome. What I would have preferred to see here is have Kofi Kingston lose that matchup because of Ali. Because now it sends back to the conversation we just talked about where Ali was supposed to be in that match two years ago. Kofi, he pulled Kofi's legs out from under him. Now Kofi doesn't have that spot. So it's just, it's that little nuance that you can add. Which well, again, what about this? Go ahead. What if they do that on Sunday? And maybe they do. Maybe they're maybe, saving that. Maybe yeah. I'm just, maybe I'm Because Retribution wasn't on Raw, and I don't think that's by mistake. And that's fine. I just, there's something about it where I was hoping like, and, he, and, and here's the thing. If Kofi gets jumped, before the bell and Ali like runs in and locks himself in the chamber. Ding, I'm ding, okay ding. with that. I'm okay with that. But again, I want to, if, if I don't see anything, once that bell ends at elimination chamber, I think it's a missed opportunity. I really do because based, you have it right there. It lines itself up perfectly. And I can't be the only one thinking about this stuff. You know what I mean? Like everybody else must be thinking about it that way. You know? So I, I feel like, it, it, yes, it might be a pre-show or a kickoff show WWE thing that they'll do maybe for Fastlane, hopefully for WrestleMania because it seems cooler to do yes. with Ali and, and Kofi. But I just I I have I'm hoping that I have enough faith within everybody that they're smarter than us because they get paid more that they should be able to figure yeah. this stuff out. So that, that yeah no I def I definitely think there's no way that's not being talked about and I think that is definitely because what do we look for in these tweener pay per views like you're looking to set up the major angles at WrestleMania obviously like that thing's been sizzling for a while I will say the other part I loved about that segment was Xavier Woods mind he's like. You 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 haven't uh, let me cash in my best of five with retribution yet. He wants uh, what's oh, reckoning, reckoning, yeah. which we all want that too. And I think they're going to do it eventually. It's just they're probably, I don't know. You know how they are. Has, but he, it's has, just, has he wrestled? I that was funny has too. he wrestled the all four of them? I think so. I think okay. he. I think the only one he beat was the beat Slapjack. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Or maybe Kofi. I don't remember. But it's just that I thought that one line and then Miz's line about the ECW were just. That's why I love these guys together. Is because. Like, you want to talk about quick trigger comebacks and, like, funny quips. Like, these three are, like, at the top of that list. Mm -hmm. um, so, the only other thing on Raw I think that you could argue as Shine would maybe be the Gauntlet match because it was good wrestling. And I love the I did love the ending with Sheamus because I thought he looked great. Um, it kind of destroys my hope from last week because he stood tall. But I'm curious your take on the Gauntlet. So, the Gauntlet for me was fine. I appreciated Kofi and AJ. That was awesome. And then, like, it keeps going. Mac got out early. When I saw Mac come in early, I went, okay, Sheamus is going to be last and Sheamus is going to win, which is yep. fine. And it's okay to be predictable because it makes sense and whatever. I'm okay with that. The one thing I would have changed was would have been they did it almost perfectly, in my opinion, but I would have rather had Sheamus just beat him up and quick win. Because then that way it leads a little bit more. But the fact that he beat him cleanly, and I know they're going to say, well, he had like two and a half other matches beforehand. That's why he was dog tired and he got his ass handed to him, whatever. 
but I and I and maybe it does more. Like I I, I can tell myself that I'm right, but I I can kind of sway back and forth on this. Like having him beat him cleanly like makes me take him you know more seriously, which I understand. But I I already take Sheamus seriously enough to know that anything could happen in the WWE. Like if it's a cheap win or a big win, it's a win. Like I don't really think of it as that. I so I think for us, I think that works. But I think for the majority of people, like Sheamus is always so up and down. He hasn't really been like a main event guy like since his like feud with Reigns when he was the champion like years ago in that pay per view, that disappointing pay per view that we went to. Um, but I think that it was more for them than for us. I will say that bro kick, like you talk about chemistry between these two. I hope it is the WrestleMania match because that bro quick kick was mwah, that was a beautiful bro kick, and so, they just. So I'm all in. No, my question to you would be, and to anybody that's listening out there, do you get excited about a Sheamus Mac for WrestleMania match? I think I do because when I'm looking at Raw, and if it's not going to be Edge, the next person I want is Sheamus, and I think I want Sheamus more because the story is there, and I think having the Chamber here is a nice way to like delay it being a true one-on-one thing, and they can do whatever they want and through Fastlane, like maybe, who knows, maybe it's McIntyre Braun at like Fastlane since he's not getting a shot in the chamber as another way to drag it out. But I just think, I just, I always like the personal rivalries. Like even if we don't see, like if on paper, if you saw this without watching it and you saw McIntyre Sheamus, you might be like, oh, it doesn't seem good. But if you've been watching or if you watch the package they're going to put out, you're going to get hyped for it. And once they get in the ring, I think it's going to be magic because these two guys, know each other well. I think they're going to have chemistry. Their styles match up in a way, which I think will be a very good match. So for me, yes, I'm excited. But I do understand your point. Like, if I'm listing out the WrestleMania card and giving it to someone who, like, is a casual and doesn't watch as much, they, they might just, like, skip over it, yeah. you know? But I think it's one of those things where when you talk about WrestleMania, like, that's why you have other matches on the card to grab your attention. But when they watch this match and they watch the video package, it might be one of the few they actually remember afterwards. Sure, and that that's a good point too. I I just it's something that when I hear it in my head, I'm like, I love Sheamus, yeah. but do is I it agree. is it a WrestleMania match? I don't know. So that's why I've been saying like it felt like a fast lane to me for months, right? Because I didn't see that. But the more it's unfolded and like the nice like back of the stove marinating feel they've put on it, I'm in for it. So I mean, I honestly, done a great job. yeah. When you look at when you look at Elimination Chamber, it's either Sheamus or Mac winning that championship right away, or the Miz. They're like, and that's. You know what we're looking at. We're looking at three people. Or here. what if I saw something? The only other way they could do, and they won't do it because it definitely doesn't need it, is if Orton wins. And then you have Orton Fiend for the title, but I yeah. don't think they go. That no, way. I don't think they go that way. I mean, Max been carrying that flag for so long during a terrible and time. And he should. He should get the option. The only person that should is like I. My hope last week. Sheamus wins it. Mac wins it back. Yeah, that that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, something that I want to bring up as a as a as a shine that I'm sure you might end up making it into the heat. So this is going to be a role reversal here. I okay. actually did not mind at all Lacey being pregnant. I thought that that was great. Something wrong? Did you freeze? So is there something beyond Left the Dolphin? Because this was it. This was, and I saw, like, I, I think, like, I saw our boy Guthrie say, I see Dom say, this is the type of thing where that start to Raw was such a piece of human, a piece of fucking fecal matter besides the Miz that when this fucking happens all you want to do is click it off and do something else this is why I watch Raw on DVR because I can't do it to myself so I can watch Raw later before I'm falling asleep at 11.30 where I either finish it in fucking 45 minutes or I fall asleep and finish it in the morning luckily Edge didn't talk this week so I was able to stay awake the entire time but this to me was 
absolute fucking diarrhea. Like, this is just... I know why they do it, and I understand why they do it, but it just, it's... I don't know. I'm with that. I'm with... The, for once, I'm with the majority, because this is sometimes something that I'd like, but this has gotten so... We've talked about it every week, progressively worse. And, like, so this was a moment where it's like, they're either going to buy you back in, like it clearly did for you, or the bottom's going to fall out, and you're just going to want to turn it off like it did for me. Okay. So, yeah, we're on polar opposites, so... That's what I figured. <laughs> Get him off my TV! Get it off my TV! Get pregnant off my TV! Get pregnant off of my television. That's a that's a thing I didn't think you'd say. Get people off my TV, but that's not mean. I didn't mean it like that. So, get this. What a pregnant shamer! Tell me, tell, tell me why you like it. Tell what a, what, what like a pregnant it. shamer you are! I cannot believe you of all people shame pregnant people. Well, pregnant women, uh, I guess. Tell me why you like it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. First off, I remember something that I was listening to from a, uh, a, a previous podcast that uh, is very, 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 very well known, and they were saying Vince sometimes says something like to the effect of. Who's fucking, you know, like, so you got to look at it this way, right? In wrestling, there needs to be some type of smorgasbord buffet. And so, again, this isn't for everybody, which we understand. Sometimes people let people like the, like you said, you don't like the Kushida Gargano rolling around, but some people do. Like Dave Meltzer probably yes. has his pants off going like, <laughs> you know, doing all that stuff. Oh yeah. You know, uh, but it's a smorgasbord. Now, granted, it's a very small section of the audience that may have liked this pregnant thing, and that's fine. However, I do want to say very quickly that what people don't realize is that there have been worse things here, and you can't have a situation where you watch a television show and there's no romantic thing going on. Like, wrestling is always trying to be that way of, like, guy beating up guy. You need to have a break where it's, like, some romantic thing. Like, yes— is the nature 75 years old and it's funny and like I, somebody on Twitter wrote, you know, they're still not shooting blanks on Space Mountain. I laughed when I saw that tweet. Like I was I thought that was great. But here's the caveat for me. And this is why I loved it. Like I've sat through Dude Love. In my opinion, Dude Love is one of the worst things of all time. Mick Foley It's the worst character of Mick Foley that he's ever done, which I was so pissed as a kid. Like that's what I waited up for 11 o'clock for. Dude love, get that fucking shit off my television. You all sat through Katie Vick, which that whole storyline made me, that was the only storyline in my life that I actually, in my life, thought about stopping watching wrestling altogether. Because I was so angered by that entire whole thing. Thought that was the, the most tasteless thing. And yet, here we are. We're still, like, that's, to me, further down the line. So for you guys to call it trash, that's fine. But you're the same people that watch The Bachelor. You're the same people that watch all this trashy garbage. This so is trashy garbage for a different reason. That's the, that's, so that's the difference. It's because, yes, I, I defense trashy stuff on this show all the time. Sure. But for me, it's just, this is just, and it might be because of the people that are, that are involved or whatever. This one just doesn't work. Because, yes, when I watch The Bachelor, I'm watching it for that. Sure. But when I'm watching wrestling, especially, like, if I'm talking about a feud with Lacey and Charlotte, like, yes, like, you can have the Rick stuff, and I think it's been fine. They've towed the line. I just think this was just too much to make me care less. It's like, they don't need to do this with this. Like, this this is like the Lana storyline of all Lana storylines. But suddenly, we're in a bizarro world now where Lana's actually in a serious wrestling storyline, and Charlotte is in the fucking Lana storyline. Like, yeah. we've entered bizarro world. And it's just like... This one to me, I just, I don't, I'm not interested in it. Cause like, look at like, I love Ric Flair. I think he's great. I think there's a part for him, but having him be such an integral part, especially with like one of your top women. And then a woman who I think could be the top in terms of character. It just, it's not, it's just too much. And it's just, it's not, it wasn't entertaining for me. Like this is, if you would have come on here and been like, you say it all the time, JC, 
click, click, click. This is the clickbait. This is the YouTube. Right. This is the thing where it's a headline, Ric Flair impregnates young woman right. into ruin daughter's life. Like, that's why they're doing it. Yes, and exactly. I hundred percent like that's fine. I just if for me it's gonna you're gonna get people to click it on the internet. But a lot of us on TV are turning it off because sure, and of here's, that. But let me, it's a sacrifice you're willing to make because this is the type of thing where we talk about Rob being boring and three hours of absolute filth. This is something, it was so bad, you're going to remember it. So in terms of that, like, there's your defense. I just, for me, like, it's like this is beyond left the dolphin. This fucking, I don't even know. Let I me need ask to you make this. a catchphrase for this. Let me ask you this very quickly. Yes. If I, This was going to be my hope, but I'm going to come up with something else because I think this is a perfect place to put it. Okay. What if, because they haven't really talked about this, I don't think. I my, my must have skimmed commentary. I don't know. Technically, the Elimination Chamber is supposed to be Oscar versus uh, Lacey. Well, when we do predictions, we will be picking the match because yeah. it is still listed so here's, as a real match. Here's, here's my prediction. She's, the bell rings and she goes, <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> Whatever that stupid laugh is that she does. And, of course, she's just going to stand there. She fakes the fucking pregnancy. She attacks 100%. her and wins, and then she's the champion. That's it. She used it to 100%. get the champion. Because here's the here's the issue, folks. Regardless of what's happening on, it's one nugget. It's one nugget to a storyline that we have to get to this crap. You have to. It's like Andy Dufresne, man. You walked a fucking mile and shit before you got free. We're going to get there. You just need to go through a mile of shit sometimes to get the good stuff. And honestly, Charlotte versus Lacey hasn't impressed me, and it's not going to get any better. So sometimes we got to do stuff like this. But if Lacey wins, that's your Mania match. It's no, Lacey I know Charlotte. that. I know that. But I'm hoping and I'm praying that there's enough Gaga or enough something that they can put around this matchup that it ends up being relatively decent. Not even good. I'm talking enough a C-plus Enough of a 75-year-old man semen? Listen, I don't care what they do, but I'm telling you, it will get better. It just will. Because honestly, <laughs> it will. Trust me. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If Lacey wins the title, if the scenario that you just laid out, I'm fine with it. Yes. But I just, knowing WWE, like, it's, I don't know if they're going to do that. And also, like, the reason why I think it will be funny, and this isn't a slight at Asuka, because you know I respect the fuck out of Asuka, and I've enjoyed her work. I know you like to fucking shit on her. But if she loses in a way where Lacey fakes a pregnancy and then rolls her up, do you know how fucking angry the internet is going to oh, yeah. be? It, I Honestly, that'll be high comedy, and I will enjoy that. Um, and it, honestly, it'll probably help Oscar even more because it'll give her that jolt again where people really want to get behind her and then uh, it's all going to be a thing. And But it just, it's, I don't have faith that they're actually going to do your mini hope that you just laid out um, because they're WWE and they're going to want to drag out the fucking Ric Flair semen storyline as long as they can because it's Ric Flair and his motherfucking semen and they want people to click on articles about Ric Flair and his fucking semen entering Lacey's orbit. Right into her solar system. Making those planets livable. Inhabiting the worlds. I'm going to distance myself <laughs> from that one. Anyway, there you go. Okay, so you're in the heat. You can do all the other stuff. We can go. We have, like, a lot to get through. So I'm, like, kind of sitting here being like, what's really going to grind my gears? So, eh. Bad Bunny is a champion on Monday Night Raw before Keith Lee. You know why they did that, right? That so we can go on sense. SNL and have Bobby Moynihan yeah, or the fucking win or whatever. Honestly, it's a slam dunk. But, oh, my God. It's just, like. This is the thing. It's like we've seen Kevin Owens do this in the past with whoever it was with him. It's like they beat the guy up, and Damian Priest is telling you, I don't care about this championship. Right. I've never held a championship on the main roster, but this championship doesn't matter because I don't want to win it for myself. I want my fucking friend to win it. And that's always been my issue with the 24-7 championship and why it's a joke. I 100% know why they did it. 
This segment was fucking horrible besides Mandy looking like a fucking snack and Bad Bunny quadruple taking her as she walked away because, you know, he has a penis. But it just, ah, oh, man, Bad Bunny. Like, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Would you, I just, like, he's not going away. It's just he's not. We're going to have him and Damian Priest defeat the Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania in a tag team match. It's happening. Book it. It's done. Lock, lock of WrestleMania right there. He's like an STD, man. He really just, he's not going away. Nope. It's just, I thought it was a one-off, two-off, maybe. Maybe they keep it around for me. I this, though. If R-Truth shows up on SNL, he will be the funniest thing on that show in the last five years. I'd say 15, but that, was, DVR, that was generous. Because if fucking Ron Killings waltzes onto that set, our boy Dom might be the biggest R-Truth supporter there is. And he, you know he'll be watching. Magic. Our truth, magic. They should hire him full time because he's funnier than anyone else they have full time. That's true. I don't disagree with you. Everybody else is very generic on that show. Uh, something else that was kind of like, eh, whatever. But they're they're continuing to do this like Sasha interrupted with what's his face, and then Bel Air, and then like the. So if they use here's the thing that I, I really hate when they use the tag team championships as like a side thing. For like, a few... fast lane. Yeah. It's a fast lane match in WrestleMania. If Bel Air and, and, and Sasha Banks become tag champions and that's their storyline for WrestleMania, I'm going to vomit yeah. all over They're it. They're going to lose at fast lane. But it's, I, I agree with you because it's, it's just, it's kind of an easy way out. But the way we're looking at it now is we have uh, over a month and a half until WrestleMania, and we know Bianca's picking Sasha. But how do you make it so it just isn't the same shit that we've seen the last couple weeks, which has been fine, but it's going to get old real fast? Is. They both need something to do in the meantime, and it's like Sasha's already beaten Carmella a million times. Bianca's already beaten Bailey a couple times, so it's just like they can't go back there. Um, so it's just like, well, what do we do? Oh, well, we have Nia and Shayna who can go anywhere they want to show up. And we have Sasha and Bianca be like a tag team, but maybe this is how we create some friction. But at the same time, like people love them so much that putting them together, it'll be exciting. But I don't think there's any chance they win. And if they do have them win, it'll be like Charlotte and Oscar where they win them for like two weeks and lose them, which I agree with you. 100% would be a waste of time. But I think they're just looking for a way. It's like, what can we do the next three to four weeks before we really get into the one-on-one feud? How do we delay it and not make it so it's unwatchable TV? This is their solution. Just their solution. Yeah, it's just it's not the best. It's just not even it's not even good. Not no, even, it's not even okay. You know, it's just it's it's, it's, ugly. it's average. It is a five out of ten, but it's better than a two out of ten. I guess is the way they're looking at it. It's frustrating. It's very very frustrating. Mm-hmm. The only other thing was that the Lucha Bros and and the Bro Bro tied it up into six man tag. We always say six man tag. Don't insult very angry. the Lucha Bros like that. No, I mean, yeah, I'm going to insult everybody. Don't insult the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros are a real tag team. The Lucha House Party are a bunch of fucking losers. Okay, then. Well, you agree on the six-man tag being terrible. Yeah, six-man tag. Even though it involves my favorite thing ever in the Hurt Business, I just, like, I see six-man tag and my remote's going to max fucking 32X. Like, I honestly, I I'll tell you this much. Don't care. When you said Bad Bunny was a champion, I immediately thought that him and Punishment Martinez won. They won the tag <laughs> titles. And I was like, of course. <laughs> like, that was where my head went, but... You know, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's that was just a thing trying to get TJ going in our thread because it's true. Uh, Bad Bunny won a roster in the main roster of Port Keithley. Oh, whatever. But yeah, no, that was that was garbage. Um, well, there was other couple other things I don't know how you feel about on SmackDown. Street Profits 
beat Gable and Otis, and Billy Kay cost Liv a match yet again. again. The finish with Billy Kay was great. I thought that was wonderful, the way Ruby threw it in, and, and everything worked out perfectly for Liv Is to it lose. getting repetitive, though? When oh, do yeah, sure. sure. When I does think, it evolve? Sure. I think it's one of those things where they just they have to find new ways to do something because it works instead of like trying to evolve something. They're just trying to extend it. So it's like, if we can milk this cow for all it's worth and then find something new to do, they're more apt to do that versus like find nuances to do something different. And this is what we're dealing with. Like you look at on SmackDown, right? It's the same thing with the Street Profits. The Street Profits are not the tag team champions, but they're highlighted more than the tag team champions. So it's like, it doesn't even matter. Because you know? they have better music. Right, no, of course. But the other <laughs> thing too that, that kind of like made me kind of sad in a way was like, I forgot, like, and it's not really forgot, but it's just like, we go and hit you know, like peaks and valleys of this stuff, but like, you you remember Chad Gable being so good. The roller coaster of Gable, And it's man. just... You watch that match and you're like, I, I, he even made Otis look good. Like I, I, literally, you could put a broom with Gable, and I'd still think that man, that broom has a chance. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's why they put. That's 100 percent why they put Otis with Gable because they gave him that contract and they were ready to pull the trigger on Otis. And I think they quickly realized that he's not ready. Like he has the intangibles that you want, but in the ring, you can't make him one of your big champions. It just doesn't work. So how do you do it? It's like. Did they end the thing with Tucker too soon? But it's like, what do we do? Well, we put the best fucking tag team wrestler on the planet, like Solo, just by himself, in Chad Gable, who can literally do it with anyone and literally elevate anyone and make anyone look good and sacrifice himself to make them look good with Otis. Like, that's 100% what they're doing. This is a complete mentor program. And that's what they're doing. And that's why I'm kind of okay with it because, it's honestly, it's getting Chad Gable on my TV. But I also, like... I know we like to pick on Otis sometimes, but like I, I, it took me a while, but I get it with Otis, man. Like there's something about him where he needs to be around, but it does. You need to kind of baby it a little with him. And I think Gable's the perfect guy, but it is, it's so frustrating because we're obviously giant Gable fans, like the roller coaster you go on. But for me, like the past six months of him being on my TV a lot, it's better than what we've ever gotten. So I'm okay with it. Right. Right. And so I, I, I totally agree with you. The other thing too, that like, I just wanted to put out, Mandy and Otis on her thing because Mandy's getting a thirst trap for Bad Bunny and then it's like Otis is on Superstars where the fuck he's doing doing nothing look more generic like by the minute it's just like you had everything you needed and that was that you know like simple as that you know it's just like they 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 took everything they they literally took everything away from Otis and now he has nothing and you could have left it with him or just had him get his heart broken and it would have been fine like but it's just it sucks because they've like ripped basically anything that was like anything that was interesting about him and i know that sounds odd because other people made him better but they just they took everything they stripped him of everything there's still like i think it's one of those things like i think they were ready like i said to pull the trigger but i think they realized like we can't do it we even even though we're in a covid world like we just he's not ready so i think they did and who knows they could go back to that manny thing in two years and it would probably be great but it's one of those things it's like like it was that big like thing everyone getting mad about Vince sending a bunch of guys back to the performance center. Like this is his way of sending Otis back to the performance center, but still having him on TV because Otis is popular. He's fucking likable. Even when he's fucking mediocre on TV, he's still likable because he brings something to the table that no one else does. And that's why he'll always have a job as long as he wants it. And so that I think they're looking at like, how do we make him better, but also keep him on TV? We have to strip away the Mandy and it's going to put him as a step back. But at the same time, I think this is going to help him grow. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. All right, you want to move on? Glorious! You blew out the speaker you were screaming so loud. 
shocker. I'm surprised I haven't done it yet. They gave me a large coffee by mistake today, so I am just like, Woo! Would you like to go first where you hope, or would you like me to go? Yeah, why not? So, uh, Braun Strowman is back on TV, not doing much, but he's back. He uh, had yet another segment with your boy, Adam Pierce. I love Adam Pierce in these short segments. I know you don't, but I enjoy it because I think he gives great facials and does a good job. That sounded really dirty. Yeah, but, I was going to say he uh, does great he, facials. He gave Braun great facials in this segment, uh, all over the beard. But no, uh, I, you know me. I love Braun. I understand why people don't love Braun. But I also love Braun when he's violent. And when I saw this segment about being him, like, I'm a former world champion. Why am I not in the chamber? It's because of you, damn it. And Pierce was like, oh, no, it wasn't me. Don't hurt me again. I don't want to get hurt. But it got me thinking, like, hmm, okay. So I do love the copy. And as he said, well, you're not a former WWE champion. You were universal champion. So that's why you're not in. A nice little excuse for him to get away with it. But what is Braun going to do? What can Braun do? Like, Braun's still a top guy, former world champion. He wants a title. If we know Braun WrestleMania, we know that he isn't going to take this lightly. So, here's what I want. I am hoping for destruction at Elimination Chamber. I want this motherfucker to rip apart the Elimination Chamber, break in, and just wreak havoc. I just want him to add that next level. Because when I'm looking at the two matches, you got two of the same. Two six-man Elimination Chamber matches with a ton of talented guys. How do you make them different? Well, for this one, you make it different because, sure, The Fiend and Alexa might be involved with a Randy Orton angle, maybe Ali and Retribution, but you also have the Braun factor. I want fucking complete fucking chaos. The Elimination Chamber, fine by itself. Make it better with chaos. Have it rip open the cage. Smashy, smashy, smash. Brawny, brawny, brawn. Rory, rory, roar. I want destruction. I want mayhem. I want madness. I want it all. And Braun's the guy to give it to me. And I think it just it just adds to it. It just It's one of those things where... I don't know. He destroyed someone. Maybe it sets up his mania feud. But that's what I want. I want smashy, smashy, Bron, Bron. Rory, Rory, Roar, Roar. That's my hope. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag Juicy's hopes come true. You love Bron so much. I, I love Bron Smash. I want. I like smashy smash. I like chaos. Sure. And Bron is the monster of chaos. He is a monster of chaos. It's better than a, a monster amongst men or whatever the hell they call him. It is what it is. He's he, now he just looks like a guy that the can, ma'am, the monsters among men. The ma'am, ma'am. yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, look, he he lost to me. He, he's lost all of his lusters in the minute he started looking like he was part, trying to hunt people. Like he just he looks like yeah, he's. Yeah, I kind of don't mind it because he looks more of like like a uh, like a brawler, a fighter, as opposed to like yeah, I just backwoods brawn. He just looks like an oversized driver to me. Like it's just like he has like <laughs> he looks like he should be like in the fast and, yeah. He just looks looks like he's like an outcast of like Fast and Furious. Like that's exactly what he looks like. He's got his lug boots on, his camo, you know, whatever. It's just it just took like they stripped away again. They stripped away everything about this guy that they're gonna rebuild him, and that's fine. But they just they can't get it right with him right now, and it is what it is. Uh, my hope very quickly is. In my head, I thought, I'm not necessarily sold on Sheamus and Mac, and I'm sure maybe they can make me feel Sheamus and Mac is going to be a decent main event, at least for one night. But I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just not into it, right? I'm just not. I'm sorry, Ben. I know this is going to have. I'm just going to have another day with Sheamus. Sheamus and Mac can happen at Fastlane. I'm sorry, guys. But in the world of Nestlemania, and this is where I'm sure everybody will tell me I'm wrong, you need a big tent pole event. You need a big deal when it's WrestleMania. I'm saying to myself... Is this O'Neal? No. Uh, 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 you said the big deal! I did say... And it's Tampa, <laughs> so who knows, right? Um, oh, God! Tampa-Titus! Yeah. Tampa-Titus, baby. Uh, but no, so the Mac to me needs a headliner. Needs like a big deal. And this is straight up WrestleMania's hope. My hope is specific. Very specific. McIntyre versus John Cena. 
End of story. You get the poster boy for 12 years, maybe even 16 years, the flagship guy, the baby face, the prototype, no pun intended, of what the WWE looks for. Passing the torch to finally the guy, the guy that should be the next guy. Because it's not Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns is like doing a good job in the heel. Not, I'm just saying from a babyface heel's perspective. They're doing wonders with Reigns as a, as a heel. Having Cena put that stamp on Mac to me would be it. Because you, you, I'm running down this list. Like, let's look at it this way. Like, from the, they've gone, they've gone out of their way to be like Randy Orton. You're making him look like a big fucking deal. Randy did. Then you move on to the Roman Reigns. Ah, you're good, but you're not me. Which was like, okay, that's a first telling sign. Then you move on to the Mac. Is he with the money in the bank? AJ Styles, nah, I got that out of the way. And then Royal Rumble, they gave us the Goldberg fiasco where the legends now have to respect him. So now there's only one legend, one WWE champion that is left, in my opinion, that can go, that can be in front of the press to sell tickets, to sell a big event, and talk about how good Mac is. If there's somebody that can put him over in the ring, if there's somebody that can put him over when they talk, it is John Cena. John Cena versus Mac is a headline to main event WrestleMania. Because we know Edge and, and, and Reigns is going to pull their weight. We just know it. Well, that's why, for me, I think the one that made the most sense was Edge, which is why I didn't think it would be Sheamus. But now I just, I don't think Cena's coming back. But it's also, I don't know. Because I feel like if that match happens, nobody's rooting for Drew McIntyre. Unless you really hate Cena. But I think even the people who didn't like Cena would like him coming back because it's been so long with him. That's my only flaw with the hope. Because look, I'm all for Cena on my television. Big Cena guy. We love JC Stick Together, man. Like the the go to the go. We all stick together. together. Um, John Cena, Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ, and JC. Yeah, yeah, the three of the big three. Um, But watch them. Watch one disappear, turn water into wine, and annoy you in an hour and a half. Uh, in whatever order you decide to tell you who it is. So yeah, I mean, I can do all three. That's what makes us so great. We're interchangeable. But uh, I. I don't know. It's it's a hope for sure. Um, but I just I don't know. I I've tucked myself into Seamus Mac and I hope that you can get there too because I think it's gonna be a show stopper. Nah. All right. Come back. Don't call it a comeback. He's gone for a little while. But it's not him that I'm giving the comeback to. Burn it down! <laughs> Old music is back, and he had a segment where everyone was surrounding the ring. The Messiah is returning to SmackDown. You saw him come out with his old music. It's like, are we going to get a character change for Seth Rollins? Ah, 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 not today, because he's still same old asshole. Seth, I thought it worked well with everyone walking out on him. They did the nice pop with the tease with the music, which is why it's getting my comeback. Um, we're headed towards Seth Cesaro, it seems, because Cesaro kind of hunt around and you know then walked out and got really pissed off, uh, Mister Messiah. But uh, so that'll be a wrestle boner for well, I think a lot of people. And I mean, if Cesaro, maybe Cesaro does win the chamber still. We'll get to that in a moment and whatever. But for one week, I loved that Seth got his old music back and they're paying the piper for it because burn it down. A lot of people like it. And it's fun to yell, burn it down, as I just did. So that's why I guess my comeback. It was a little odd because it's like enhanced the vision. And then he talked about enhancing his vision on the Titantron. So it was just kind of odd to me that they kind of already had it ready. But it's WWE and that's what they do. Uh, but it, yeah, again. The music's a banger, so why the hell not, right? My comeback is adjacent to that. Um, I am giving my comeback to Cesaro specifically on Talking Smack 
because watching him have a little bit of emotion on this one made me a believer that he can actually do it. And also, Daniel Bryan was there as well to kind of help, kind of push him in the right direction to talk. And they even made fun of the fact they're like, oh, you got Reigns on that Brock deal. So let me ask you a question, Paul Heyman. Do you only represent people who don't love wrestling? Like it was flat out and like he just like stood there and he was a great, great foil because he goes, look, my job is my job is to find people that just want to pick their spots and do it for the most money possible. Now, it's not my problem that you guys like to wrestle. He's like, we love to wrestle. We'll wrestle in bingo halls. We'll love to wrestle in front of WrestleMania. And I was just like, okay, now I'm starting to buy this. I would actually like to see Daniel Bryan and and Cesaro be a tag team. But I, I understand what they're trying to do here. So Cesaro spoke his mind. And Daniel Bryan coming in saying, I've been here. I've been with Cesaro for 15 years. I've known this man this long. I he, he, made it, he gave out stats saying like five of those years. In WWE, Cesaro's had the most matches. And how many title shots, one-on-one title shots, has he had? I'll tell you. And he went like this. And it was just like, okay, that was powerful. So they're setting up from what Cesaro did for what Daniel Bryan did. If he wins at Elimination Chamber, would not be surprised. Because it's it's a one-off surprise that you can do it. And, of course, if he loses, nobody can be upset because he got a shot. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. So I'm excited for it because Cesaro, this is the, like, again, this is like the Gable complex. It's just like you get excited, you get excited. Here comes the roller coaster back down. But that's what they're taking you on. They're taking you on a roller coaster, folks. That's, yeah. That's no, my comeback. I'm, I, I'm loving Cesaro getting this push. We love Cesaro. But it just, you know, this is his best promo ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's get into a little big old finish. We got some stuff to do. We're going to hit Elimination Chamber. There's only one match in AEW worth talking about that, so we'll predict that. We also uh, had XT as a new signee. I'm curious your take. But first, give us five stars, five flames on all the podcasting platforms, which are iTunes, which are Anchor, which are Google Play, which are Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and the YouTubes. Also, like we mentioned, on the YouTube channel is NXT Hangover with the Brothers Quinn. So you should listen to that. And as you're listening... You should head over to tpublic.com slash jobberknocker, buy the NXT Hanover shirt, the Brothers Quinn shirt, and all the other great designs we have there on tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. Also, jobberknocker.com, another website, which also has a link to that if you can't remember how to spell tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. You can check out, you know, the entire staff predictions of Elimination Chamber, which is coming, but also NXT, AEW, Impact, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, the best content around on jobberknocker.com. Twitter, we're on all the socials, bro. Uh, at Jobberknocker, at WrestleMania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at LED2411, at Joe Pollock, 47, at TJ of the JK, at DommyFeds33, at Danny Fab with one N, and at SSJ Pegasus, Instagram Jobberknocker, Facebook Jobberknocker, because we're everywhere you want to be on social media. And WrestleMania, last note about NXT, I believe his name is going to be LA Knight or La Knight or something. But, uh, Knight, what are your yeah. thoughts? What are your thoughts on Eli Drake in NXT? Great promo. Love his promos. In the ring, eh. But his promos are great. He can do a great job. I think, honestly, he's got that MJF level of uh, aggravation that I, I would I would love to see. I'm just curious. I hope Triple H and HBK and all the other guys down there and girls, they find a way to mold him into a way that he can continue because his wrestling prowess isn't necessarily as exciting as his, his vocal and his verbal because I just, when he talks, he has my attention. He wrestles, ding. I'm going to go get something to eat. You know, that's exactly how I feel about it. So to me, he sounds like a worse wrestling Austin Aries without the baggage. And he eats a hamburger. Austin Aries does not eat meat. so That's true. That's true. I hope he has cheese on it. 
Uh, but unless we can't have cheese, then that's the thing. AW quickly. The only thing we're talking about is we have a tag team championship match. The Young Bucks defending against Santana and Ortiz. No way they lose, right? No way, Jose. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, this is uh, just, you know, whatever. So we head to the Elimination Chamber where there are five matches. One is in doubt, but we're going to pick it anyways, and we'll start there. That is a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Oscar defends against a pregnant, allegedly, Lacey Evans. Nestlemania, if this match happens, are you taking Lacey? Yes, honey. You know what? I'm all for Lacey being a champion, even though I don't love the way this will happen. But uh, I am going to take Asuka. I think they're going to try the schmoz, but I think Asuka will retain because nobody's better than Asuka. Uh, so next up, we have a singles match for the WWE. Nope, I just went to a match that we can't pick yet. Uh, so next up, we have a triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. Bobby Lashley with MVP defends against Keith Lee. What? What? And Riddle. WrestleMania. Is this the Bobby Lashley show or do we get a new champ? Bobby's been awfully dominant. I'm just feeling like Riddle's been on television an awful lot. So I'm going to pick Bobby because Keith is kind of all over the place. They don't know right now. Like Keith Lee might win at WrestleMania, but right now Bobby's yes. going to be the guy. That's where I think we're headed. I think Bobby Lashley, Riddle's in there to obviously put in a great wrestling show, but also eat a pin from Bobby, which will set up the one-on-one match at WrestleMania, Bobby Lee and Keith, Bobby Lee, Bobby Lashley. Bobby and Lee Keith and Keith Lee. Lashley, exactly. Yeah. So next up, we'll go to the Raw um, first, since there's no match after that, where Drew McIntyre defends his WWE Championship inside the Elimination Chamber against AJ Styles, da -na 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 -na, Jeff Hardy, himself, Randy Orton, Bella, Sheamus, and SOS. That's not his song. That's not his song. It always will be to me, damn it. So, Nestlemania, does Drew McIntyre defend, or do you think someone else wins this match? Well, it boils down to Sheamus, or, or the Mac, in my opinion, and maybe lurking is the Miz. So, I'm going to pick the Mac because they've gone so far into doing it. So, you know. Yeah, I will exactly also I pick McIntyre. I think there will be some Miz schmoz, but I think it will be thwarted because I think they want to save that briefcase to WrestleMania. So, so you, there you go. We both you both picked Mac? Wow, I was surprised. I hoped for Sheamus, but I think that Mac is going to win because I think it's just one of those things they just want to keep the W's coming for him. I think Monday was the the one thing to plant the seed for WrestleMania, but I think this is a McIntyre show. And I think maybe the schmoz of Alexa Bliss or Bray Wyatt somehow inadvertently ruined Sheamus' chances to give him still some clout at the championship. But next up, WrestleMania, we have the other Elimination Chamber match. It is a number one contender shot. Between Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan. WrestleMania, I want your winner, but I also want over under 30 seconds that Sami Zayn lasts in this match. Oh, over. He's going to be over. Under. Over. I think Sami Zayn is going to come out of a pod and get eliminated instantly. Then he's going to say he got screwed because that'll go with the documentary. And when he got into this match, I'm like, they're going to do Sami dirty. As much as I want to see him, Lon, they're doing him dirty. Uh, but WrestleMania, who is your pick? Because my pick is Cesaro. You're going to pick Cesaro. That's fine. Yes. I'm going to go with something that I am hopefully I, – I, I want to be right because I want to whip Ray's ass because we're so close to WrestleMania's end. Uh, but, You're picking King Corbin. No. Uh, I, I'm, I'm picking KO because it's just it just feels like it's never going to be over. And Yeah, I, I agree with you. And honestly, I think that he would be my number two pick. But I think the way we kind of laid it out and you laid it out earlier, it being a one-off opportunity and for Cesaro to look great, I think this is the time where they give people like the little just enough to be happy, 
but they're not giving him the whole thing. So obviously that leads to me with Roman Reigns versus Cesaro and you Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. I think we're both picking Roman Reigns. Fist me, baby. Yeah. Yep. Fist me into oblivion. Doesn't matter who it is. Roman Reigns will be fisting and spearing his, to their bodies and just and obliterating all them. over everybody. Yeah. It's it. Chamber, baby. I think uh, you know. What? I love the. I love. I always get excited for Elimination Chamber because it is kind of that controlled chaos and there is violence and there's some high yeah. spots. It's always fun, even if it's bad. It's always fun. So. X gonna give it to you. What? <laughs> I just remember when we used to work, we go, chaos. Wah! So, wah! Wah! I heard it! <laughs> That's for an audience of like very, very small. People are gonna like know that. Yeah. yeah. My yeah, team's a got. wagon. Anyway, I'm excited for the chamber. It means WrestleMania season is upon us, and it's it's one of those things we're just so excited for. And so we hope maybe TJ and the Brothers Quinn maybe get their way down there. Maybe Dom gets down there. Somebody representing the the, uh, the knocker. You know, I would love to go down there if it wasn't a pandemic and yeah. I didn't have to work every fucking day because of the Celtics. So. <sighs> On that note, I think we've got everything. We hope you enjoy NXT, AEW, everything else in between. We hope you enjoy the Elimination Chamber. We will be back next week with more. Jobber knockery. Bam, 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 bam. On the road to fast lane. Oh, we're gonna be on the road to fast lane. <laughs> <laughs>